Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Senior Pastor Ken Jensen. So Pastor Larry got us started last week in this new series we're doing the big first part of summer called Alter Ego. And you may have noticed that Alter is spelled A-L-T-A-R. Um, it's not because we don't know how to spell. It has to do with this whole idea of surrender, becoming who God says that you are. And it might seem counterintuitive, but the best way to discover who it is God wants you to be and what God says about you is to be able to surrender or lay on the altar those labels that other people put on you or those expectations that others or maybe even the expectations and labels that you have put on yourself to be able to come and hear what God says about you and surrender or sacrifice those other things, those other dreams, those other hopes, those things that you might say, this is who makes me who I am. But to be able to become who God says that you are. And one of the most important things that God says about you is that you are forgiven. And this morning we're going to talk about forgiveness. It's surrendering my right to get even. And, and it, it, it is a whole process. This morning we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Not as a concept, not as a theory, but in very practical ways. I want to talk to you about the stages of forgiving. And how to actually do this act of forgiving. And we're going to be looking at two passages. They are actually from Paul's letters. One to the Ephesian church. And the second one is to the church um, in Colossae. He wrote these words to the church in Ephesus. Chapter 4, verse 30. He wrote, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander. Along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And in Colossians chapter 3, similar wording. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another as any of you, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Paul wrote about it. Jesus taught about it. And you find it over and over throughout Scripture, this whole idea that forgiveness, our forgiveness, is tied to God's forgiveness of us. And if you want to put it into one sentence, it's simply this, forgiven people forgive people. There's this inseparable link that God has put between his forgiveness of us and our ability and our willingness to forgive others. And it's a very, very important thing. And this is, by the way, a topic that I try to talk about fairly regularly around here, at least two, maybe three times a year. Because one of the things that I find is every time we talk about the subject of forgiving and the subject of forgiveness, what I find is it really seems to strike a chord in people. Because I think if we had time this morning to go around this room, I bet every one of us, I'd be willing to bet every one of us would have a story to tell about a betrayal of trust, about a hurt, about a wound, about abuse, about uh, 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 being cheated on. Every one of us in this room would be able to tell your sad story, my sad story of a hurt and a wound that happened at the hands of somebody else that needs forgiving. The other thing that I find is every time we talk about this subject is I get a little bit of pushback sometimes because people will say things, yeah, but you don't know my story. You don't know how badly I was hurt. You don't know what this person, and the truth is I don't. I don't. I know the things that I have had to forgive people of. 
And my story is not the same as yours. But for every one of us, here's the one thing I do know. When it comes to forgiveness, the one who benefits the most from forgiveness is the person who's doing the forgiving. It's true. It's not so much about the other person. It's really about you. You are the one who benefits the most when it comes to this idea of forgiving. So today we're going to be talking about laying on the altar, my right to get even. And how do you forgive when you don't think that you can? And I've tried to kind of simplify it. It's a very complex subject. There's a whole lot of aspects to it. But I just kind of tried to break it down into, into four stages, if you will, of, of how to go through this process of forgiving. And the first stage is simply this. You make the choice to forgive. Because forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. In fact, the feelings don't often follow but you got to decide to forgive. That's what Paul wrote. He wrote, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. He says, get rid of it. This is your choice. You have to choose to let it go. You will never be able to forgive anybody until you get to the point where you're willing to actually make that decision. He says, you've got to choose to do it. Every time we get wounded by somebody, we have a choice. What comes boils down to one of two things. We can choose to hold on to it, or we can choose to let it go. Letting it go is what forgiveness is all about. When we hold on to it, what happens is it starts to eat away at us. And it does damage inside of us. See, because what happens is we want to hold on. We want, we want to get even. We want them to feel the same pain that they inflicted on us. And, and emotionally, that's what we're looking for. The problem is they have moved on with their life. They have not given it a second thought. You are the one who is carrying that burden. You're the one who's carrying that pain. They've long moved on. They've forgotten. They don't even give it a second thought. And you think by holding on to it, you're, letting them, you're not letting them off the hook. But they're already off the hook as far as, they, as far as they're concerned. What's happening is that you are holding on to it. And you are the one who is hurting the most. And this whole desire of getting even, this whole thought of getting even is a myth. So let's just say that up front. Because here's the truth. When you're on the receiving end, the pain that you feel is far, far greater than the pain they think they've inflicted on you. And when you're on the giving side of it, the pain that you inflict on somebody else is far, far less than you think it is that they are actually feeling. Because that pain is subjective. So this whole idea of getting even will never happen. Because there's never a real evenness to it. And when you got to decide, is this is something that is about me? See, the pain has happened in the past. Forgiveness is about your future. It's the ability to move forward. It's an act of the will that has to be completely separated from those feelings of getting even. The pain happened in the past, but when you hold on to it, that lack of forgiveness, what it does is it robs you of a future. Because forgiveness has to do with your future. Here's a good question to ask yourself. Andy Stanley suggests this. The question is this. Ask yourself, how long are you going to let the pain, uh, the, how far into your future are you going to let the pain inflicted that you're going to carry from your past? Or he puts it this way. How long do you intend to let those who wounded you in the past continue to influence your future? Because you're the one that's most affected by it. 
So you got to kind of ask yourself, how long are you going to let that past dictate your future? Paul write, writes, writes about it this way. He says, see, or excuse me, not Paul, um, write it to the Hebrews, put it this way. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. He says, that's what he says. It's bitterness. It, it's, it's like a root inside of you. What do roots do? They grow. They grow into plants that, that sprout and, and bring forth fruit. And that fruit is bitterness that continues to eat its way at your life. See, you don't hurt, the only one you hurt by lack of forgiveness is yourself. So make the choice to let it go. And if you're saying, well, I don't, I'm not sure I can do that. I'm not ready to do that yet. Okay, then pick out your calendar, sit down, circle a date, and say, okay, by this date, I'm going to be ready to forgive. But you got to decide how long you're going to let that carry into your future. Make a decision about it. Back years and years ago, I was a part of a church. Uh, and there had been a lot of pain in that church. A lot of things. The church had been gone through probably three or four splits in its history. And I went to that church um, shortly after its most recent split. And there was a woman in that church. She was actually the Sunday school superintendent. This is before we had children's ministry. Back in the day, it was called Sunday school. Okay? And this was the Sunday school superintendent. She was in charge of the kids program. And she had a permanent scowl on her face. Now, she actually was a fairly pleasant woman most of the time. But every once in a while, it bubbled to the surface, and she would just like erupt and go ballistic on people. And she carried it on her face. And after about a year, I got a chance to have a conversation with her. Come to find out, she was still holding on to a hurt that had happened four or five pastors previous. And in fact, he was already dead and buried and gone. And she was still holding on to it. And it showed on her face. She didn't even realize it, but it showed on her face, and it burst out on other people from time to time. And the only person she was really hurting was herself. So the first step is you got to decide. Make the decision to forgive. Once you've made that decision, here's the next thing you do. Identify the person that hurt you. Now, that seems fairly obvious, but listen, what we tend to do is we tend to excuse. You know, we just, we just make excuses for people. And excusing is not the same thing as forgiving. We say things like, well, they couldn't help it. Or they did the best that they could. Or, or whatever it might be. They're a product of their environment. But when you do that, what you're, you're, not, you're not really forgiving. You're just excusing. And that is not the same thing. Forgiveness, by the way, is not generic. It is not vague. We don't forgive organizations. We don't, we don't forgive big masses of people. Forgiveness has to be specific. Listen to what Paul wrote. He said, if any of you has a grievance against who? Someone. It's an individual. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. When we excuse, we're not holding people accountable. And you can't forgive somebody unless you're willing to hold them accountable. And the truth is, they did something to hurt you. They may not have intended to, or they might have done it totally on purpose, but one way or another, someone has hurt you, and you need to identify that someone, or you will not be able to complete the process of forgiving. If you just make a vague, general, I forgive, I'm going to move on with my life. Okay, vague forgiveness generic forgiveness is about as, as meaningful as Miss America's wish for world peace. Okay? It's a great idea, but it's never going to happen. It's just way too vague. Okay? Forgiveness needs to happen, and we forgive people. We forgive persons. 
Paul said, if you've got a grievance against someone, that's the person that needs forgiving. Now, how do you know who that someone is in your life? Here's a couple of hints. If there is a person in your life that anytime you think about them, this little twinge of anger seems to spring up inside of you, it's likely that it's somebody who needs forgiving. Or someone that you see in a social setting or crossing the street or in the mall at the coffee shop or something like that. And when, the, when you see them, you just, you just want to either want to unload on them or you just want to walk away and get away from them. You want nothing to do with them, okay? okay? That's a person that probably needs forgiving. Or, or someone that if you hear that they fell into misfortune and something went bad in their life, you do a little happy dance. <laughs> not, out, not out in front of everybody. You know, you, it's on the inside, but you're doing yeah, they got theirs. Oh, yeah, karma, it's coming back. I'm glad. Okay. If you feel that way about somebody else's misfortune, it's probably somebody who needs forgiving. And you got to identify the person. Because vague, general, generic forgiveness just doesn't happen. So you got to decide you're going to forgive. Then you need to identify who the person is that needs forgiving. And then third thing is determine the wound. They inflicted on you. What is it they did? Again, it's got to be something specific. You got to be able to identify because you can't forgive generically. You got to be able to, this is what they did to me. This is how they hurt me. This is the wound. This is the pain that I feel because of this behavior, this action, whatever it might be. This is what needs forgiving. Don't mistake forgiving for tolerating because that's another one. Okay, tolerating somebody is not the same thing as forgiving them. And by the way, there is a difference between those two, just in degrees of what needs forgiving. You don't need to forgive every little offense. Paul wrote it this way. He said, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has agreements against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. He said, listen, there are some things that need forgiving, but there are some things that just need tolerating. Okay? Just bear with them. You don't, have to, not every, you don't have to take offense at every little thing. You don't need to forgive every little thing. In fact, when you do that, it trivializes the deeper work of forgiveness. I had someone in my life a number of years ago, and um, it was almost like clockwork. You know, it's like at least once a month, I did something to offend them. You know, not intentionally. I had no intention of doing anything and never would do that. But every, it seemed like at least once a month, this person would come to me and say, I need to, talk, I need to talk with you. Okay, and then they tell me about something that I did that offended them, and it was just like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't know, even know I did that, I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to offend you, and sure enough, a month later, there'd be something else, and this went on, and then I found out she was like doing this with like everybody that she knew, she was taking offense at every little thing, and it just got old, she was one of those people, when you saw her, you just wanted to turn the other way, you know, if she came to you and said, hey, I need to talk with you, it's like, oh, not again, you know, and sure enough, there'd be, and finally, it was just, it got to a point where I just said, you know what, listen, you can't take offense at every little thing. You know, you're just, you're, you're offended all the time, and you're always coming to, and demanding for, and it's just, it's just, it just gets old. You just got to stop. You just got to let stuff go. And, and her response to me was, but you have no idea. There's so much I don't even say. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, boy, I'm glad I'm not married to her. Um, <laughs> There are some things you just tolerate. You just bear with each other. When we, when we have to take offense or we have to forgive every little thing, what it does is it trivializes the deep work of forgiveness. And forgiveness is for the deep hurts of life. 
It's those things that you have a hard time getting over. It's healing the hurts maybe that you didn't even deserve. Forgiveness is serious stuff. Lewis Smedes, who, who wrote two of the best books I've ever read on the topic of forgiveness. One is called Forgive and Forget. The other one is called The Art of Forgiving. And he writes these words. He says, the pain that forgiving can heal is the pain of a wounded memory, the frustrated rage, the soul-choking hate. Forgiving is for the truly serious wounds of life, for the inner pain and the boiling resentment brought by the deeper cuts that we cannot ignore. See, that's what Paul wrote about when he said, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. He said, when you have those kinds of feelings, those are those deep wounds. Those are the things that need addressing. Those are the things that need forgiving. If you are carrying bitterness and resentment, it's that root that won't go away. It needs to be dug out. Anger and rage, when you find yourself erupting or, or exploding on people for no apparent reason, it's that bubbling beneath the surface that you keep in check but then explodes every so often. It probably has to do with withholding forgiveness. Slander, talking maliciously about other people. Malice, that little happy dance you do inside when something goes wrong in somebody else's life. So those are indicators of that deeper wound, and that's the thing that needs forgiving. So you got to decide to forgive. you got to be able to name the person that needs forgiving, and you need to identify what it is that they did. And then you're ready for maybe the hardest step of all. You decide to let it go. You decide to let it go. Because that's at the root what forgiveness is. It's saying, you don't owe me. I let it go. I release it. Now, this is the hardest step of all. So let me give you some clues on this one. Understand forgiving takes time. It just takes time. So it's going to require a great deal of patience and persistence at it. It's not a one-time decision. You make the decision to start that process, but you need to decide on a regular basis because those little twinges of anger are going to come to the surface every so often. And so you, got it. you, did, you, you forgive a little at a time because it takes time. And secondly, you can forgive without forgetting. Sometimes people say, well, if you haven't forgotten, then you haven't truly forgiven. I don't think that's true. In fact, I think it's the very fact that I can't forget that reminds me I need to forgive. And you can forgive without forgetting what somebody's done. See, forgiveness has to do with the residual pain that you carry with you. If you can remember and not feel that pain, if you can remember the event and not carry the hurt, if you can remember and not feel the anger and resentment, then you know the forgiving process has taken place. You could forgive without forgetting. And by the way, you don't have to let that person back into your life. It may never be, it may have destroyed the relationship so much so that you will never be able to have, have that relationship again. That's okay. You can still forgive without letting that person back into your life. But you need to let go of the pain and the anger because that's what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness happens inside the heart of the forgiver. And you can forgive with a little anger left over. Because getting over that hurt and getting over that anger is going to take time. And so there's that residual anger that you're going to have to... And every time it comes up, 
Just remember, I've let that go. Because see, that's the way it happens. It happens over a period of time. And by the way, in all of this, because it is this process of letting go, and it's something that you can't do in your own strength, this is why you bathe the whole process with prayer. And maybe you're here this morning, and your wound is so, so fresh, you're not ready to forgive yet. And maybe for you, the prayer this morning is simply, God, I need to decide to forgive. And it's hard for me right now. I'm not ready to do that. So I just need your help to make the decision to let it go. Maybe you know you need to forgive. Maybe you've decided to forgive and you want to forgive, but you still think of that person and the anger comes up. So part of your prayer might be, God, help me to see this person through your eyes. Frail, faulty, just like me. And help me to forgive them. Because they need forgiveness like I need forgiveness. Maybe you've been able to do that part, but, but the wound and the hurt is still there. Then maybe the prayer is, God, heal the hurt. Heal the hurt. Because what you will find over time as you continue to let God do his work in your life, you find the pain becomes a little less. And the anger begins to subside. And in its place, God puts something else what Paul wrote about. Clothe yourselves with compassion. In other words, being able to look at that person, and if something goes wrong in their life, to be compassionate and to care about them, not do the happy dance. With kindness and humility, understanding I needed forgiving. By God, I need forgiveness from other people so I can be forgiving towards others. That's what humility is about. Gentleness and patience. I keep at it. I keep at it. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, here's one thing that I have found. Very often, doing something tangibly helps the process. So inside your program, inside your bulletin, there's another envelope. Besides your giving envelope, there's a blank envelope like this and a little card that looks like this. Would you pull those out? Because here's something that you might find to be helpful, especially if this is a deep wound and you find it really, really difficult to forgive right now. Here's what you do. Go to walk through the process. You start on the front side. It says, the person who wounded me, the person who hurt me, and write their name. You can do it here and now. You might want to take it home. If you do it here and now, you might want to kind of cover it up because you don't want the person next to you to see because it might be them. Um, <laughs> hopefully not, but it might be. Um, but write the name of the person who needs forgiving. Identify them. This is part of the process. And then on the other side of the card, turn it over and says, the wound that they inflicted on me, this is what they did. This is what I need to let go of. And write it out. And, and by the way, I would say, you may want to take this home and do it. And then you take that card and you put it in the envelope, seal it, and then you do this. I'm letting it go. I'm not tearing up the person. I'm tearing up the memory of what they did to me. And God, this is incredibly difficult to me. And I'm having a hard time with it. I don't really want to forgive. And this person has hurt me so bad, I need to be able to see them through your eyes. And the wound is so deep that I need your healing. But through this act, I'm letting it go. 
Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to wake up the next morning. You're going to remember that pain. And you're going to want to pick up all those pieces and glue them all back together. (laughs) And by letting it go and tearing it up, you're saying, no, there's nothing left to hold on to. God, I'll let it go. By your grace, I let it go. Paul said, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Now, let me tell you, just like every act of surrender that we're going to be talking about this week, this is not, this is actually, it is a a lifetime mindset. It is not a one-time act. You're going to need to do it over and over and over again. But as you go through the process, with God's help, he will help you to let go. Would you bow your heads with me? Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.